Hey, everyone. Welcome to another edition of the Formerly Fausto podcast. We're back. Uh, it's been a little while, but we are going to be here to, to uh, tangentially talk about maybe baseball or whatever else comes around and, uh, you know, something like that. So uh, with me, I've got two of my co-hosts. We've got uh, two guys in Brooklyn, New York right now, but in different places. Jake, say hey. Hey. Andy Pregler, also in Brooklyn. Say hi. Two guys in Brooklyn sounds like a really awesome hipster brewery that just makes super hoppy IPAs. Sounds oh good. god, yeah. Like there's you know, you guys are just named it after baseball players. What's your ideal like IPA baseball related? I would have uh, some stupid West Coast joke about an earthquake on like a eight point five APV beer that you only drink out of like the mini goblet chalice things that they give you. I don't really know what the technical name for that is. You'd probably name yours after like Rob McCoviak or somebody <laughs> like that. Uh Sunday Hop. Uh, yeah, all right. Uh, or like candy hop, maybe? If you brewed it with cotton candy? That's a real thing yeah. in a brewery by me, by the way. Like, to be the most peak really? Brooklyn. Yeah. Is that cotton candy? Three's Brewing has two distinct beers. Or no, three made with candy. Sorry. There's one that's allegedly brewed with cotton candy. There's one that's brewed with Mountain Dew. And then there's one that's brewed with Twizzlers. And the Mountain Dew one is like a West Coast IPA at a 10.1 APV, I want to say. Moral of the story is that that's my beer of choice there because I can have two of them and then be done. Yeah, I I think that uh, one thing that baseball can do to uh, improve attendance right now is just, you know, like go all out with the craft breweries. Put one in the ballpark, maybe instead of that pool in Arizona. They did that in in, uh, New York. They They have like one of their own? They the Mets can literally you? put a brewery in the ballpark. But can you <laughs> swim in that? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's the important part. It's like a like a Kendrick Lamar song. Exactly. I think that's what Tucker had in mind is a swimming pool full of. Crap yeah, beer. yeah. Now I, let's make um you know no mention of the fact that that was a uh, drinking song that we used sophomore year of college. That uh, is so ironic. The of the song. That was so <laughs> ironic. Walking by like frats that were bumping that, and it's like. About his grandfather, who was an alcoholic. (laughs) Just uh, don't skip to the next song on the album, otherwise the vibe is going to come real down. Really. Oh, you know what else is a similar instance of that is the way that uh, Republicans love to play uh, "Born in the USA" at campaign rallies. Yeah, the fortunate son too, just kind of all over the place. (laughs) I appreciate that. No matter what happens in baseball this year, like nobody's come out besides Robinson Cano undoing anything remarkably shitty yet. But like the Doolittle. Yeah. A doolittle, doolittle's there to check everybody. Now that Doolittle's good, like quote unquote good, because he's a closer and gets saves, people listen to him and his opinions on things now because he's good. It's not necessarily that he wasn't actually good before, but because he's now baseball writer safe good, people will probably listen to him and his wife. Um, they have good opinions. There, mm-hmm. she's a great Twitter follow. Uh, if. Well, she just kind of came back to Twitter recently. Uh, I don't remember what, but I got the notification that she like tweeted for the first time in two months, and she's usually pretty good. Yeah, we, we like them. They're uh, definitely friends of the podcast. Uh, they don't listen, but we like them. They're we hypothetical s- friends of the podcast. We'll send them a Christmas card. Yeah, yeah, yeah something like that. Please pay attention to us. Merry Christmas. Ari- Ariane, I think that's how you say her name. It starts with an E and has the word. I've never Andy. actually heard it. I've never I think heard she it. Used to TV for the A's. Yeah. I've never heard Andy pronounce a name right before. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm just I'll Hawk Harrelson's grandchild. That's the moral of the story here. He go. He go. That's my Hawk. He go. Scratch. <laughs> That was talking about actual baseball. The weirdest thing this week was that for whatever reason, MLB TV didn't have Fox Sports broadcasts available, so I had to watch the White Sox broadcasts. Um, mm. Yeah, and Jason Benetti, who's a former Syracuse person, is uh, is one of their main TV TV play by play guys, and he's awesome. But like, yep, then they like have Benetti. yeah, mm. but then they have like random Hawk Harrelson interjections, like. <laughs> Like, ads with him voicing things. Like, I thought they were, like, just trying to, like, wheel him out of the stadium at this point. And, and I look at Jake as the resident uh, AL Central expert. Oh, thank you. Hawk's the brand. Um, <laughs> and 
I have undergone like a radical shift in the way that I evaluate baseball announcers um, because Rod Allen and Mario and Pemba for the Tigers is what all I grew up listening to, and they were they're they're incapable of providing thoughtful baseball analysis. <laughs> it's a kid that was disqualifying, but. I've I got a little older and I learned a valuable lesson, which is that you have no reasonable expectation of thoughtful baseball analysis from baseball announcers. So you should just drop that straight up and just expect a pleasant chat from likable guys. Uh, you know, uh, I really want to hear Hawk Harrelson try to pronounce Danny Farquhar's name because that's going to have to like have multiple bleeps. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The White Sox roster right now is just a, a disaster waiting to happen if Hawk was still play-by-play. He used to, man, he used to get frustrated up there. <laughs> they were tough to watch for a lot of years. Somebody who was very drunk and thought he was a very wise man one time tried to compare that baseball was just as frustrating as life was, but in the sexual way. And it was really uncomfortable, and I feel like there are probably three or four broadcasters currently employed who would have that conversation with, like, a random stranger if they were drunk enough. Hawk. Absolutely, Hawk. <laughs> yeah. God bless him. You know, I yeah. always assumed that he was a real, like, uh, kind of um, stereotypical macho guy until I found out that he was well-known during his playing days for his uh, extravagant fashion sense. Wait, what? Well, that's yeah. interesting. He's uh he's like has a reputation as a flashy dresser. Huh. Never I never would have guessed that. But you know, I think that the American South um <laughs> has a slightly different definition of masculinity, which can include brightly colored pastel suits. Oh yeah, but and... there was a big switch though too. You are absolutely right, but that is no longer the case. And you know who I blame for it? It's the country singers. They ruined yeah. it for everybody. Now it's all flannel. What Just about the Rhinestone Cowboy, though? <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you've got the double first-named guys right now. The uh, you know, they just kind of ruined for everybody, and that's why Atlanta has no style anymore. Yeah, yeah, I, I'll go there. That's that's a, great. I'm kidding. This entire conversation reminds me of a shutdown full cast bit where they're talking about the the pros and cons of Henley shirts and whether mm-hmm. or not you've fucked anybody in a Henley. <laughs> and we're going Fausto after dark today, guys. <laughs> I, Listen, I'm just thinking about it because, uh, again, one of the best bits in it, as you bring up Luke Bryan, is them going through country artists who have sexual relations with their significant others exclusively in Henley t-shirts. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if that's going to be the uh, the print advertising that we're going to see, that's all the better. Yeah, yeah. I would... Yeah. Would, I, I know that this is not our brand at all, and I have no idea what Fortnite is, but somebody posted something that basically said that Baseball players are Fortnite uh, flannel button downs and really tight t-shirts. Like that's basically the modern day baseball player. And not knowing anything about Fortnite other than it's a video game, uh, I can agree with the other two points of baseball yeah. player style. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what that means. Uh, from my understanding, is Wait, that does... Fortnite is a combination of Minecraft and Call of Duty or something uh, like that. I mean, just a shooter, whatever you want to choose. Um, do they sell flannels? I don't know. I hope not. Um, I'm sure we'd see it at Hot Topic or something like that one of these oh days. Uh, it's going to happen. Um, but I don't know. If there are Fortnite t-shirts out there that people actually wear, uh, even if they are you know, incredibly nerdy, I would still like to see these t-shirts. I kind of want to wear one uh, just to see the reaction I get and the look of puzzlement on my face when anybody tries talking to me about that game that I do not play. <laughs> if enough yeah, good if enough Brooklyn like hipster types wore Fortnite shirts without knowing what Fortnite is, would it kill Fortnite? Because the hipsters tried to get into it. Because I feel like that's the cultural life cycle now is that if Atlanta doesn't save it, Hipsters kill it. <laughs> so my one question at this point, because I have to bring it up, and I, okay, fine, we'll tie it in. We'll talk about baseball for a bit, damn it. Yeah, um, you know, Like, all the NBA guys are playing video games together now, like Overwatch and Fortnite and all these things that I've heard of and don't understand. Like, how come nobody's doing this in baseball? Like, 
you know, between different teams. Like, how come we're not getting that Bryce Harper, God, I don't know, uh, who's young and good, Aaron Judge Fortnite game? Uh, leave out the fact that Aaron Judge might not have a personality. Like, why I, aren't we getting these Fortnite competitions? So the Brewers did a big thing where they were, like, playing it on their main Jumbotron. And I think, and I know players are, but in the most Boston sports moment thing ever, David Price was playing Fortnite the night before he pitched and then went out mm. and tossed a horrible game and then came out the next and came out after the game and said it, he's done playing Fortnite because it was too much of a distraction. And yeah, I Yeah, that uh, was the issue. Yeah. Hey, MLB the show tanked my college career. So I get that. I get that. But how'd your virtual career go? Yeah. Really well. Really well. Kalamazoo Mounders uh the twenty I'll say fifteen, I'm guessing there though. 2015 Kalamazoo Mounders, best MLB the show, Diamond Dynasty team of all time. So I played it that was worth once. It. I, I yep. think I played the show in 08. Uh, came up as a shortstop, you know, like get myself some hitting attributes, going to be the next A Rod. I was with the yeah. Angels and somehow got buried behind both Eric Ibar and Brandon Wood. Requested a sure. trade and ended up on the Reds and got buried behind Zach Kostart <laughs> and I quit the game. That's, that's tough. Yeah, it's, uh, it's not Realistic, easy. Realistic, though. Realistic, though. Yeah. Oh, no, I wouldn't have even made it that far, realistically. Yeah, but they, I just feel like they should have more sports video games where, like, <laughs> you just can't quite crack it. You just don't really <laughs> make I made it to double A, and then I was, you know, just an average hitter. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Now you got to start over. It's like The Sims. Yeah. <laughs> like, my problem with sports video games is when you create a guy, uh, and, you know, like, you got to go through and customize everything now. So you're customizing, like, you know, all the accessories and things. And they have, like, two body types. They have, like, very muscular and wiry but muscular. Uh-huh. And I'm like, so where is everybody that has a body shape that can be described as weird? Phil, you mean Phil <laughs> Castle, got- a.k.a. Uh, 50% of baseball players who just have weird-ass bodies? Yeah, yeah, and I mean, it's not wrong like i want like hey why does this guy have like one hamstring that's way bigger than the other <laughs> why can't i get that level of creation in my players give me realistic i would should be able to do a body scan oh god we're getting we're getting real like uh black mirror shit if we did you can like, do a face scan 2k lets you scan your face yeah but they come out wrong i thought that was like the whole point my, of it my face my face is pretty good you got a good face? Is that like a 60 grade, 80 grade face? <laughs> my 2K face is pretty solid. It's pretty. It's a pretty solid likeness. Oh my god. And I you know would... the other thing they need to add? Road to the show, give me story mode, just like on 2K. I want to have, you know, God, who's the most baseball director I can think of? Kevin Costner. Oh, I want to yeah. have Kevin Costner narrate, uh, you know, your player's life story. Uh, as he comes up, you know, like from the farm in Indiana and, you know, like how he loses friends along the way and then makes it to the show and it gives you on your own and you hit 220 rookie season and then get yeah. dumped off to Tampa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Doing lots of Adderall in the minors. <laughs> Try to buy HGH and your uh, debit card gets declined. <laughs> uh, speaking of HGH, Robinson Cano. Hey. We finally got there. Uh, do we? Does he? Is he bad now? We do we hate him or? Oh, is HGH it, is cool. <laughs> I don't think it it's actually badass. was HGH though. Uh, a, yeah. Was it a masking agent? Wasn't or, it? It was something that was like, I believe the drug was a diuretic, uh-huh. uh, which oh, seems so to uh, like that wouldn't really help you as a baseball player. Wouldn't that um, mean to dilute, dilute your sample? I guess so. I, I think that's all it was. I could be wrong. I don't know, but mm. I don't know medicines. Do you guys? I didn't go to. I, I don't know medicines. No. <laughs> my, Ibuprofen. Yeah, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my dad is a doctor, which therefore means I'm allowed to say doctor things and say my dad said it and sound smart. That no hypervalidations. <laughs> um. It's, yeah, it was a diuretic, and allegedly he took it because he was having issues with uh, peeing, and his doctor in the Dominican gave it to him, which is basically Starling Marte's defense, which boils down to, we're trying to get steroids cheap, which I never understood. Like, if you're going to cheat and you're a baseball player, 
pay for the fucking good stuff. Like, wait, the doesn't that mean that he just tested positive for trying to like beat the test? Like, Based. isn't that wouldn't that be the point of getting something that deals yeah. with like your your urine? Is that you would be trying to dilute the sample so they can't pick up something else? Yeah, exactly. It's like the definition of like circumstantial evidence, I guess. Like, <laughs> yeah. this is just like going like around. It's like no, we don't have any evidence that says you did this, but we have something that suggests that other people who did do this would also do the thing that you did. Exactly. Hashtag free Robbie. Yeah. Free Robbie. Get Cano back there on the field. Uh, you know, this is going to look really bad when, like, people are, you know, still uh, you know, mad at Robinson Cano years from now. And uh, just how, like, suspicious everybody who gets a pass on that sort of thing is. You know, like, Matt Williams literally shipping HGH to his house and still being allowed to become a manager later on. <laughs> I forgot about that. Uh, I, that's, like, the number one example of how, like, ridiculous the, uh, like, the way people determine, like, who... You know, like, is going to have the steroid hang having over their head forever. Is like, yeah, Mount Williams had this ship to his house. Uh, like, he paid five digits for it. It went to his house. And they're like, yeah, you can manage now. It's okay. We don't even care that you're bad at it. So, on that note. As, as long as you're a super tough guy, then we'll forgive anything. <laughs> yeah, AKA yeah. White is, is uh, what I'm hearing there. Yeah, I'm not saying that Andy Pettit didn't. Yeah, yeah no, Andy Pettit's fine. Uh, so. On this note, who wants to play the game of what's the number one Google result when you search Robinson Cano right now? And the, and the hint is that it is a news story from a major media outlet. It's the number one thing that pops up. Oh, God, up it's Fox you. News, isn't it? No, it's actually oh, not Fox News or Fox right, Sports. <laughs> I said major, not clickbaity. Yeah. Although they are kind of clickbaity. Yeah. Um, uh, Vice. Right. It, it, okay, it's ESPN, and it's an article about oh, Robinson well, Cano. Why do you question us? <laughs> well, because I want you to guess the, the, the headline for what the mm. number one result on Robinson Cano is. Oh, God, I don't know. Did, uh, is it, oh, is this about the Mark Teixeira thing? <laughs> um, kind of, yes. Okay, so Teixeira went on a radio show today. And um, or at least had some sort of interview. And they asked him what he thought about the Cano thing. And he said he wasn't surprised and he wasn't going to say, you know, how he knew. But when he heard about this, he wasn't surprised. Yeah, Tashera was doing it, too. That's what that means. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, the, the story title is Drug Ban, a crushing blow to Robinson Cano's Hall of Fame case where it then lists out that to share an interview as circumstantial evidence that he therefore did steroids and should not be allowed in the Hall of Fame, a la Jeff Bagwell-esque. Mm. So, you know, baseball gonna baseball. Wait. But Jeff Bagwell is in the Hall of Fame. Uh, yeah, I don't think this... Uh, I'm gonna look up who the writer is. If it's Buster <laughs> Only, the reason I'm seeing this on Google is because Buster Only has blocked me on Twitter. I'm not sure why. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> One of those things that happens. Uh, Keith Law blocked me. Why did I Keith... said he was a dick? That <laughs> <laughs> would do it. Yeah, he said he was treated about Tim Tebow tripping on a sprinkler. I'm not a big Tebow fan. I tripped on. It. He said like serious ways. I'm like I tripped on a sprinkler. If if this was anybody else, he wouldn't have said shit. Maybe uh, he's a Unitarian. Never know. Or Universalist. Huh? I can't keep some of them straight. The ones that believe that God is within inanimate objects, too, and uh, that includes that sprinkler. I don't know. Uh, the joke would have landed a lot better if I knew what I was talking about. Story uh, I if I was more familiar with uh, yeah. um, Christian whatever yeah, denomination. Uh, uh, Tucker, uh, so it was Jerry Kras Krasnick who wrote it? I don't know if he's okay. a Hall of Fame voter. I, I don't know how I feel about him. But, Tucker, who are you blocked by on Twitter, baseball-wise? If we got so before I made my more recent Twitter account, I was definitely blocked um, by John Heyman, which I absolutely <laughs> deserved, uh, and I'm not going to do that again. Um, I've been blocked by beat writers from pr one from pretty much all of my favorite teams uh, at some point over the course of my career, and right now I am blocked by Ben Roethlisberger. That's a which good one. It's not baseball related, but I'm still pretty proud of that. Yeah, badge of honor there. Yeah, how'd you get Jeff, blocked uh, by him? Roethlisberger blocks people like Jose Bautista follows people, though. So <laughs> at a certain point, I'm like, not even that, you know, 
happy with myself. I, I think one of my favorite things about Jose Bautista now is that you guys put the image in my head of him just sitting there in a locker after a game, like, just furiously pressing the follow button on whoever uh, Twitter suggests that he follows. Yeah, just, like, searching something in the in the search bar and then just being like, follow, 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 follow. So which old baseball player do you guys wish would get a Twitter or would have had Twitter during their playing career? Because uh, I think that there are some good possibilities here back when baseball had a little more personality in it. You mean when they were uh, constantly doing drugs and or drinking in the baseball stadium the day of a game? Yeah, but, I mean, to be fair, that was like, you know, the start of baseball to the early 1990s. Like, there's a lot of time we have to work with before Twitter was involved. So, yeah. I mean, besides Doc Ellis, who would be my easy number one. Oh, uh-huh. yeah, that's, um, that's easy. Can you imagine the, him tweeting the day of his no-hitter while he's high on LST? <laughs> exactly, great. yeah. So, I mean, very closely related. I think a really fun one recently would have been David Wells. If he had had Twitter during oh his God. career, uh, you know, constantly out late, hanging out with celebrities and not really telling anybody about it. And you would not expect this. No. Um, and, you know, still going out, in some cases, pretty clearly looking hungover and still doing very well for, you know, the most prominent team in baseball. Boomer. That's fun. He had a fun career. I wish he was able to talk about it more candidly and sometimes drunkenly during the middle of his career. I think I'm going to go with Jim Bouton, who wrote Ball Four. Ooh, good one. Ooh. Ball Four and Tweet Form would be pretty good. Western mm-hmm. Michigan grad, by the way, Jim Bouton. Good to oh, know. Oh, that's why you picked him. <laughs> yeah. Perhaps. Uh, Jason just... Grill no, Jason Grill already oh, has a Twitter cat. I'm kidding. Yeah. Uh, no, I I think uh Babe Ruth is like an easy, easy way to go. I'd I'd just love to know what he would think about like people on Twitter would be like fat shaming him in some way and he would just I think he would be the original bar stool. Like I think Babe Ruth oh, is God. the OG bar stool. But he's Do you think Babe like Ruth is a douchebag? <laughs> yeah, I thought that was like a well known fact. I thought he was pretty good. I mean, at least for the time, you know, like he, his, you know, playing compatriots included Ty Cobb and Rogers Hornsby and Trispeak. Like, I mean, these are you know, far, far worse. At the time, he was, you know, yeah, Babe Ruth, he was probably an SJW of the 1920s. I'll yeah. go there. I'll go that far. Yeah. I don't, I don't think we even need to do research on that. Just... <laughs> it's now fact. It was said on a podcast. It's now fact. Look, I mean, all I'm saying is that he grew up Pretty much broke. Yeah. Uh, I think orphaned in the middle of Baltimore. Definitely yeah. lived as uh, you know without parents for quite some time. Uh, then became an alcoholic. Uh, became amazing at what he did and would not stop shutting up about how good he was at it. Uh, Babe Ruth. He would have been on weird Twitter immediately. <laughs> was he the original drill then? Oh no, far more coherent. <laughs> Just everything. You- the- I said made sense, but like he'd be going somewhere. Can you imagine if milkshake duct was like a thing that was talked about in like the twenties and thirties baseball? Like the concept of milkshake duck even existing in under the umbrella of milkshake duck. Like, well, like it, would thing... been, it would have been the opposite though, like some, yeah. something gets famous and then you find out five minutes later we find out he's not racist. <laughs> yeah, like that's the thing, is that like you know, up until like, I don't know, this 1970s, there wasn't a whole lot that these baseball players could do that would actually be get somebody to care. Like yeah. Ty Cobb just beat up a guy in the stands one time. Yeah. It was just like, yeah, yeah, that's Ty Cobb. Yeah, you know, that's, that's how we do things around here. Uh. <laughs> like, one of my favorite like what if scenarios to think about is um, that that 2004 Boston Red Sox team that like broke the curse is. I would argue, again, I'm talking to a Yankees fan here and mm-hmm. somebody who doesn't hate the Red Sox, uh, but, like, that team is, like, remembered pretty fondly, and overall, like, they were a really fun, interesting team. What And one of my favorite hypotheticals is what if we switched that team with the team that beat the Cardinals uh, in 2011? The, the like, 2013. Yeah, 2013, that team. Like, what if we flipped them where they were, like, way more of an asshole team and they were the one to, to break the streak? 
would that have started basically my question is would that have started barstool 10 years earlier than than barstool started probably um you know this was like in the middle of like the patriots first dynasty the bruins were getting kind of good again uh the celtics were okay so, so i mean like they were kind of on their way to like the whole haughtiness sort of thing but speaking as like a dedicated red Sox hater the 2013 Sox team is like the most likable one of my entire lifetime oh. i hated that 2004 team with a passion to the point where like i even started to not like pedro martinez and that's pedro martinez <laughs> i love him but keep in mind <laughs> yeah. that there is this uh, the 2013 team did not have Kurt Schilling, so that's better. That uh, helps a lot. Hey, the 2004 team in Pedro's book, he talks about how when they were down three games to none, Kevin Millar um, got everyone around his locker to take shots of Crown Royal, and uh, before the game, and then they went out and won, um, and then it became a tradition. But Manny Ramirez, uh, he went for a similar tradition, but with a um, Dominican drink called Mamawana, but also with some Brazilian root um, mixed together, a bunch of rum, and crushed up Viagra in, <laughs> in, the, in, the, um, in the drink, according to Pedro Martinez's memoir. And uh, Pedro describes Ellis Burke, who I didn't realize is on that team, yeah. but... Um, walking around the uh, clubhouse with an erection and saying, wow, this stuff really works. <laughs> You've got to build up a tolerance to it, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> this probably is issue. Alice Burks, he was too used to, uh, you know, Colorado. Oh, yeah, the you know, air. Just, just the air there is so thin. It's yeah. easier, yeah. Obviously. My, Manny Ramirez is somebody who I, was, who I will kind of wish was playing baseball in 2018. Like, I feel like we're... Manny was at the tail end, like Manny's peak was at the tail end of fun baseball, and his prime was in the middle of not fun baseball, and now we're like entering fun baseball again, and Manny would thrive with like Snapchat. Like Manny Ramirez yeah. would be the Antonio Brown of today's uh, MLB. That's that's another theory that I have, because I freaking love Manny. Uh, yeah, he wasn't even that bad in like his last real season. Like he came back and played those like, that like week with the Rays and he was terrible. But I mean like that that's a week. You know, like he he was fine his entire career before well, he was really good his entire career before that and still pretty good at the end. And then like they just cut him loose. Uh so I blame the Rays. I he was not bad enough of a person for the Rays at the time, uh, who were very, very much looking to corner the market on uh just bad people uh, because oh that was a market inefficiency. Um, I'm not joking. You can even look this no, up. No, um, didn't they? Manny was just like, yeah, cut him loose. They we had don't the care. murderer, didn't they? Uh, well, they definitely had Josh Lukey for a little while. That's and, what uh, I'm thinking of. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> Wait, did they, did like, Silverman and them really describe that as a market inefficiency? Uh, they didn't explicitly say it as so, but they signed okay. about three guys accused of sexual assault in the span of, like, two months, and I don't think that was a coincidence because there weren't that many guys that had been accused of it at the time. <laughs> And he did say he was bringing Wall Street techniques to MLB. Oh. Yeah, hey, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a groaner. Uh, age, age 38, uh, season in 2010 for Manny with the Dodgers and White Sox combined. 298, 409, 460. Uh, Wait, he slugged 460? Uh, nine homers in 90 games, and that's an OPS plus of 138. Hi. <laughs> Not bad. He's so cool. good. Then a uh, one for seventeen for those rays. No, mm. wait. So that's good, but seventeen at bats, like yeah, yeah. Um, wasn't the wasn't he a white? I didn't know he was a White Sox. I forgot that he ended his career there. But he was a Dodger, a Indian, a uh, Red Sox. Mm-hmm. And then Tampa Bay, we covered, and that's it, right? Like, he didn't yeah. play for anybody else? Yeah, that's I think a, he just had those two weird stints with uh, Chicago and Tampa, and that was, okay. like, kind of the end of it for him. Yeah. Um, I missed those. Play, um, a lot of guys on my men's league team played baseball at the high school that Manny went to, and one guy was a freshman when Manny was a senior. Because uh, it's, in, uh, it's in, like, um, Washington Heights, Washington mm-hmm. Heights in Manhattan. Gotcha. Um, 
I haven't gotten any Manny stories out of him yet, but I'll, I'll, I'm going to give it a shot. I didn't know that Manny was a New York baseball player. That kind of makes me love him even more. Yeah. No, uh, the 1999 All-Star game, uh, I remember because I uh, recorded it. Manny uh, before the game, and it was him in his high school days uh, going back to the school and playing catch in like this fenced-in area that clearly used to be a tennis court. Uh, so I just kind of never forgot about that. It's just like, yeah. oh, that's not a normal place to be playing baseball. It was cool. It's cool yeah. as hell. It's a really good program, apparently. George Washington High. Good for they good have for work. Ten major league players. So really, including yeah, including Rod Carew uh, <laughs> oh. in the Hall of Fame. And Alex Arias, nice little 10-year career in the 90s. Huh. Do you Google this, or do you just know that? <laughs> no, no, I know that off the top of my head. No, I'm on B-Ref. I'm on okay. B-Ref right now. <laughs> baseball Reference is I, – I, um, Baseball Reference emailed me the other day going, hey, you used to subscribe to the Play Index, but you don't anymore, and I don't anymore because I had a free trial, and then when the free trial ended, I unsubscribed. Um and they're like, uh, we are interviewing, or we'd like to get some feedback on uh, potential future play index things, which would be down to talk to some point. And I, I said, sure. And they're supposed to call me tomorrow. And I, I realized that they're basically just going to be like, hey, do you use this for work? And if the answer is no, they don't want to talk. So the question then becomes, is this podcast work? And I thought about the amount of times that we basically spend on B-Ref on this podcast. And I'm like, yeah, it's, mm -hmm. yeah, I'm on B-Ref enough. It's work this, yeah, for this yeah. podcast that needs sponsors. Mm -hmm. uh, hey, uh, we have many great sponsors this episode, including and. We can edit those in later, right? Yeah, totally. <laughs> Uh, that this is when we just need to get uh, somebody unrelated from conversation, just like insert it in the most abrupt way possible so it sounds terrible. So I do want to switch subjects here for a little bit because yeah, yeah. Uh, this is something I saw um, recently, and it was in the news when uh, Blake Swihart, uh, well, Blake Swihart's agent requested a trade from the Red Sox yesterday because uh, he looks like he is the third catcher on that team. He's only 26. Uh, I think, you know, if he doesn't have a pathway to playing time, see if you can get traded and find out someone that will play a little more. Um, but I looked at the Red Sox catchers right now, uh, and I realized that they have a combined OPS plus of 48. Now, that is not a combined rate. That is if you take the number of one guy's <laughs> OPS plus and add it to the others and add it to the others. Sandy Leon leads the way, uh, and he is hitting uh, 170, 220, 234 right now. That is their best hitting catcher. Oh, my God. God. And Blake Swihart still isn't really getting any playing time, so now I fully approve of um, you know that uh, trade request. Go get your yeah. money, Blake. Holy yeah, for sure. Cow Weeders. Uh, I was gonna say Washington could be a team to have a deal with that. Um, what Weeders just got put on the DL, um, mm -hmm. and he it's for surgery on his hamstring, so that seems kind of bad, and the the Nationals can't really afford to not have anybody good right now seeing that they're in a dogfight in that east um which again i'm still amazed that the nationals haven't taken advantage of a mets collapse to get in first place in the east and that's because atlanta is good which yeah. i don't know whether to enjoy or be annoyed by i like it uh, they're they're crooks but fuck so is everybody <laughs> the, it's, the wrong atlanta team got good uh, it yeah. should have been the Hawks after they looked uh, cool for, you know, so long. Um, I guess the Falcons are good right now, but who can take them seriously after that Super Bowl? No. Um, no it, it should be one of the cool teams. You know, you've got Julio Jones. You had uh, a team that just finished first in the Eastern Conference in basketball uh, just a couple of years ago. And now you've got Atlanta, who's got a guy named Dansby Swanson. <laughs> really? That, is that a country awesome, singer? Though. Yeah. He fucks in the head. Yeah. 100%. LZ Elvis has 13 dingers. Yeah, he's good. No, like, that's the thing that annoys me is that, like, some of these guys are, like, really cool. Like, Albies and Acuna are awesome. Um, and then you just got, and actually, I'll throw an Ender in CRT, too. I like him a lot. Um, 
And you've got like a bunch of other very good baseball players who are like the least Atlanta people I think I could imagine. Uh, Freddie Freeman is maybe the mm. least Atlanta person on earth. Mm. And yet, I mean, he's been their best player in, you know, a Chipper Jones's prime, I guess. Uh, he's a fantastic mm. player and does not seem like he represents Atlanta nearly as well as like even Dennis Schroeder did. Dennis Schroeder, yeah. Good guy. Um, I haven't really watched the Braves at all this year. What 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 teams are you guys watching a lot? What's your what's your MLB TV usership looking like? So like my MLB TV userdom is mostly the afternoon games. So I've seen a lot of like central teams. Uh, weirdly enough, both divisions. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like the bulk of my time, I'm watching you know the Yankees, the Red Sox, and the Mets because they're always on TV. They're all interesting in their own ways. Uh, the <laughs> Mets not the same way that the Yankees and Red Sox are, but they're still interesting. Um, so, like, I, I've seen a lot more, like, AL Central than I ever expected to. This oh, year. yeah. Yeah, I know. I know. Just uh, give it Everybody's a doing it. Everybody's watching the AL Central this year. How can you not? I love I mean, my crappy baseball teams. I cannot explain it. I'm a 2013 Astros devotee still. <laughs> Look at Cleveland at 500. Then you got the Twins three games under. You got the Tigers with a team full of guys nobody's ever heard of unless you live in Toledo and you've been watching the AAA team a lot. <laughs> the White Sox have 10 wins. That's yeah. like almost twice as many as the Baltimore Ravens got this year. I think that's an incredibly impressive season, yep. and they should probably just stop trying now. Definitely. Uh, they probably, probably will. The, the AL Central is – remarkably bad at the bottom like the fact that detroit is almost 500 when they very clearly should be terrible and only because kansas city and the white Sox are a new grade of terrible is so painful to watch like some of the like watching the white Sox play the pirates was painful baseball i'm not gonna lie because the pirates aren't good and yet they were able to beat the white Sox pretty handily both days um and then the Pirates are in first place in the NL Central, and that's the last time I'll mention it because I don't know how to feel about Fuck it. Fuck off, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I have to have fun. I went to watch... Those I NL went- Central teams have lasted a lot longer than I expected. So, we're all going to a game together on Memorial Day. I don't know if we've fully processed that yet. <laughs> Yankees Angels? Is that right? Excited. Yeah, the Saturday of Memorial Day weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, the 26th. No starters announced yet. If we miss Otani, I'm going to be pissed. Yeah, the worst thing that could happen is if uh, Otani pitches on Friday. Yeah. Because then we won't even get to see him hit. Yeah. yeah. And I'm not looking forward to that. No. So that's uh, going to be, like, what happens 100%. Sure. It's, mm-hmm. So... Jake, who will you be rooting for in that game if Otani is not pitching and just hitting? Oh, Yanks for sure. Yanks are my third favorite team. Oh. I, I watch the Yankees a lot. I really Wait, enjoy. Really? I like Severino. <laughs> um, yeah, I've adopted the Yankees a little bit. All right, I'll I'll take it. Yeah, yeah that, that's great. Um, it's uh, not something that I expect to hear like anybody say who already has like you know, an established favorite team is that like, oh yeah, the Yankees are in my top five somewhere. Yeah. My dad was a Yankees fan. Uh, I live out here now. I go, games are fun to go to. I really like the stadium. It's figured what the hell. Yeah. Derek Jeter's from my hometown. Oh. Probably, move, probably moving the Marlins back there pretty soon. I don't know if I mentioned that, but <laughs> I, I think my favorite. Now they're going to be contracted. We're getting an expansion team in Kalamazoo. <laughs> I'll take it. I don't really care. It's just, Pretty overdue for a team to be in Calvin. Yeah. I What's the nickname going to be? Um, Brewers probably make the Milwaukee just switch. Yeah, <laughs> I think so too. Just switch. Milwaukee can find something else. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, they've had it for long enough, I think. <laughs> yeah. They could become the Milwaukee pilots and take over the, their failed legacy of Seattle's not uh, baseball team. <laughs> they've probably got an airport. <laughs> okay, so, so yeah, as the Midwesterner here, I kind of have to ask you this because I don't know what other identity has Milwaukee, uh, Milwaukee has besides uh, like brewing, German, stuff. It's like everything. What else is there? Sausages, really, and maybe like not really the dairy 
of Wisconsin, but they could still tap into that dairy aspect of rural Wisconsin. They could just be the cheese, maybe. Yeah. Milwaukee cheese. Uh, okay, I like it. It's about time yeah. that we have a, you know, an MLB team that doesn't end with an S. Uh, how like is not? How is everybody in in Milwaukee not morbidly obese if it's cheese, beer, and sour cr- or sausages? Those like, are very. Those are those are very good foods nutritiously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, you've got all three food groups. You've got wheat, you've got protein, and you've got dairy. Yep. I, Balanced meal. <laughs> that's all three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's the, uh, the food pyramid, there's only three blocks. In <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, a pyramid means, means three. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Makes sense. Science. Hey, uh, mm-hmm. How about a segment where you guys help me bet on baseball right now? Yeah. Uh, oh, shit. Right. Gambling's going to be legal. Have yeah, gamble. Yeah, right. So even mandatory. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say. I can help. So I'm hearing because Tucker, you're in Connecticut, mm-hmm. and Jake and I are in New York, but we're close to New Jersey, which I think is gonna legalize it. Enough. Yeah, I think Jersey's gonna legalize it on Friday. Pennsylvania is gonna legalize it after New Jersey. Weirdly enough, but I would figure that Connecticut. Connecticut's gonna legalize it two months before the upcoming election. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what? I don't even care if it's like I just do it through what whatever country has .ag in their websites. I believe that's Argentina. Yeah, it works so for me. So it could be Algeria. Whatever, either one's fine. Or Angola, which makes yeah. me a little. Yeah. Well, fun fun, fun story about that. So I am a user of mybookie.ag. Um, yeah. Uh, if you want to sponsor us, by the way, Argentinians well, or whatever. I oh, my say. God. It's Antigua and Barbuda. I oh, was sure. so off. Yeah, small island countries. I love them. That makes sense. That's where you yeah. put your dirty money in, tiny islands. <laughs> Isn't that where Jeter literally put the money for the Marlins, whatever little of it that he put into it? There was something where he's... That where the Marlins were getting sued by a fan, and then his legal defense was, "We're not a United States corporation because our money is in insert tiny island country, so therefore we're not a U.S. company, and we cannot be sued." I don't know where the money is. I put it on some <laughs> island somewhere. <laughs> Sounds like a like reality show from the early two thousands. Hey, find Derek Cheater's hidden money. He travel from island to island looking for a secret treasure case that uh, contains 25% of the Miami Marlins. That's where we're stashing JT Rail Muto. He's not even here. <laughs> Poor Giancarlo uh, was actually the only one who wouldn't play the game, so that's why he got traded. Yeah. Uh, who? Okay, so gambling and reality TV. This sounds like great combo for uh, mm. late 90s, early 2000s baseball that they should have gotten into. Like, that's a hell of a niche that would have paid dividends and killed the soul of baseball. <laughs> but, yeah, you know. yeah, pretty okay. much. Uh, yeah, good to know. So, Jake, what are you... Uh... I'm losing again. Fuck. I know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I got you. What am I? What? What am I? What? Uh, what are you looking into for betting? Which so games? I like to do. I like to do three games. Mm-hmm. I like to do three dollars on each one. Okay. The guy who does that kind of those know, kind right? of numbers. Um, it's a gambling term meaning someone who spends a lot of money. <laughs> um, and so three dollars a game, and then one dollar on a three-way parlay. That's how I do it. Interesting. So, okay. Right now, I got the Red Sox minus 180. Cubs on the road at the Baby Braves minus 140. Red Sox are hosting Kevin Gosman and the Orioles, by the way. Mm-hmm. And then I'm taking Andy's Pirates it's at home against the Padres. I like that Pirates one. Um, minus 140, that is. Yeah. yeah, David Price is shaky, but it's uh, the Orioles, and they have won a total of three games on the road this year. Um, that's, that's not good. That's, yeah. Um, David you know, the White Sox have only won three games at home. I just realized uh-huh. it's tough to play there. It's tough yeah. to play. Tough to play at guaranteed rate. I was told the rate would be guaranteed, and it very much is not. Yeah, I think I've never seen a team have a reverse split before. Neither have I. I would think that there's oh, been enough of a um, sample size too. 
It's been a rough start. And I wonder if that means that they're just fucked. Might be that they're just fucked. But Kopech's been good in the minors. Um, I don't know. Really got to trust the process here. Oh, you definitely do. It's all about trusting the process. And then you can draft, you know, like five guys that have all had Tommy John surgery already. And yeah. when you get fired and somebody else comes in and actually starts running the team well, you can say this is part of your plan all along. Totally. Tucker, I take it that you adore Sam Hinkie and bow down at the altar of the process? Uh, yeah, that that's the right takeaway to have from this. <laughs> that's what I was getting to. Um, uh, fuck, what was I going to say? Oh, have you guys done any MLB draft research yet? I've been That's on my to-do list. Yeah, very, very little. Um, I have seen a college baseball game in person. Okay, uh, so that counts. Yeah, yeah, that's something. That's advanced um, scouting. Yeah, yeah, hey, that counts. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't remember a whole lot of the players. Uh, it was UConn versus Houston. The nice thing was that Houston had guys with incredibly Texas names the entire time. Uh, <laughs> my favorite of which was an outfielder named Demond Lafond, which I just think is fantastic. <laughs> that's good. It's an 80-grade Texas baseball name. Holy um shit. And both teams are pretty good. So, I mean, you'll see UConn guys and Houston guys in the draft this year. Yeah. And uh, as an American Conference fan, uh, one of five, uh, that's <laughs> nice. That's nice for us. You, I, uh, I know that uh, the Tigers are taking Casey Mize first. That seems like a consensus. Like he might be, I mean, uh, like a Strasburg-level kind of consensus number one pick. But I don't know if, I mean, his numbers have been crazy. He threw no hitter this year. But, yeah, he's, uh, he's I know that guy. He's good. Yeah, I haven't. I don't know. That's all I got on him, though. Let's see. Florida's got a good pitcher. Stetson's got a good pitcher. Uh, South Florida. Um, yeah. Well, Florida always has good pitchers. That's not really that surprising. Stetson, South Florida, a little more so. Uh, I think there's going to be a lot of guys from the SEC and Pac-12 uh, <laughs> oh. in the draft. Also, probably some high school Guys, uh, mostly from Texas and California. Wow, you think it's a heavy Texas and California year? <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking it is. Um, I, it. I also think that there's going to be a couple guys drafted out of the Big 12, uh, mm-hmm. which includes the Texas region and most see, of Oklahoma. I could see that. Mm-hmm. I could definitely see that coming true. I bet um, I bet there will be a Puerto Rican kid that goes in the first round. Ooh, really going out there with that one. I know. Yeah. Uh, so I think that your favorite team is going to choose a guy with some upside uh, who hasn't reached his full potential yet, but they think they can mold him into a major league player, even though there might be a better guy right now on the board. And I think that your big, or your favorite team's biggest rival is going to draft a guy who's a little overrated, uh, but still has some skills. Yeah. I also would say that, that pitcher that everyone's uh, talking about, he he's gonna need to add a changeup. Um, yeah, you no, know, like it's just a matter of when he adds that third pitch, the changeup. He's got two mm-hmm. plus offerings, but mm-hmm. yeah, and that that third baseman that everyone's talking about, I like his bat, but I don't know if his glove stays well enough at third base, and they might need to move him to first in the future. Mm-hmm. I think the same is true. That uh, that big shortstop who hits for power, mm-hmm. he might get moved off of short. Mm-hmm. And I you know you guys what? I just think became scouts. And, yeah, I think that guy that's all glove and no bat right now. I think with some bulk and some time in the weight room, since he's only eighteen, that bat could come around. So it's kind yeah. of a risky pick. Yeah, but I gotta, see what they're going for with it. We don't see power yet, but you got to project out to some mm-hmm. future power when he grows into that body. Yeah, a lot of room for growth. He's got, pro- he's got a projectable frame. Oh yeah, for sure. And you know what? I don't know if that shorter pitcher is going to have the durability to last 100-plus innings of professional ball. Right. I agree. Not just because he's short, mm-hmm. but uh, Fiery, right? other reasons, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, such as uh, mental toughness. Yes. And uh, that, the, oh, that guy who goes high on the draft, um, mm-hmm. that, you know, that shortstop, uh, yep. second baseman guy, he great makeup, like, just the kind of guy that in college everybody just says that's the guy you want in the clubhouse. Mm-hmm. And uh, that one guy that everyone likes, the high schooler that's kind of risen up the draft board this year, both uh, in the outfield and as a pitcher, I think that there's uh, professional team's best bet is to try him as a pitcher. 
Mm, yeah. That's bold. Huh. I, I'm just going to say I've learned so much about the draft. Like, I knew nothing coming into it, and I think I just learned everything I needed to know. And yeah. you, you guys should be paid by a major league organization for your input. And so I have just two general thoughts on the draft in general. Um, the Pirates are projected to pick a uh, high school outfield bat from Wisconsin. Hey. So that will either end up being the next Derek Jeter or fail miserably. Uh, I can say some generic shit about that too if you want. That's a, that's a cold <laughs> weather ball kid. In cold weather, and that yeah. makes you a lot tougher. Cold weather kid, you uh, you you wonder about the instincts because of less time outside to play. But you hope that when you get him into a full season of minor league baseball, that those instincts are going to start to come around. Strength is unquestionable, though. Uh, this is a blue collar type of guy. He just uh, knows how to get in there and work every day. Waukesha, Wisconsin. Let's see. Yeah. Talking, let's let's give that a look up. We might be talking Milwaukee Burbs. Looks like it. Yep. Yeah. It's it's straight oh, Milwaukee oh, burbs. Uh, meanwhile, the other random. We're pretty far out there, though. Okay, listen, I'm I'm all for for kids from the middle of football playing country to get good at baseball. Like I'm all for it. Felipe Vasquez is not fitting that description at all, but he looks like he's built like a football player. I like baseball players who are built like football players. They throw hard and they hit the ball hard with minimal steroids. Um, yeah. But then my other general thing is that the the Mets, according to MLB.com, there is a catcher out of Georgia Tech named Joey Bart. Good, mm, good, solid good name. <laughs> good name. Uh, and my thought is twofold. One, if the Mets draft a catcher, there's no way this kid has a shot, right? Like, at all. Yeah, he will need Tommy John done on both of his arms. <laughs> but... Yeah. If either the Reds who are before him or the Padres who are after him, them draft this kid, this kid is immediately like the next like really good catching prospect, correct? For sure, for sure. I could see it. Yeah. yeah. You just can't go to the Mets, and the Mets will pick him, and I feel bad. Um, but I, I appreciate going through and seeing the name Joey Bart as a mm-hmm. catcher. That is a catcher baseball name. Yeah, um, not enough guys with the last name Bart these days. Yeah. No, no, I'm no. like checking to see if there's any good. Never uh, there's a Jonathan India in the draft. Mm-hmm. Decent name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I always do is I go through here and I look for northerners and uh, pretty well represented here. We got um kid from Chicago. Chicago actually turns out quite a few draft picks. Um, mm-hmm. And then... I don't. I never know whether to count Oregon State, so I just I don't really. But then we got the Wisconsin kid previously mentioned, and then um, Noah Naylor from Mississauga, Ooh, Ontario. Good nice. One. Oh, from Canada. No wonder he mm-hmm. basically yeah. uh, was named to play hockey and then yeah. chose the, the the different sport. Right. Uh, there's there's, a- there's some good baseball names. Well, just good names in general uh, that it's going to be in this year's draft there's a uh, grayson rodriguez which rodriguez would have been about the thousandth last name i would have guessed after is, getting is, just his first name uh, there's seth beer yes i was just about to point out beer and my personal favorite kumar rocker who is very obviously not related to john rocker <laughs> yeah. oh my god can you please get drafted by the braves and take john rocker's old number i would love that Oh, that would be amazing. John and Kumar go to White Castle. <laughs> you know, uh, that would be a Jeff Perlman story that nobody would read. It's it's very true. Um, I, I really do. I think my favorite thing about uh, sports in general is the fact that the kids get younger and younger each year means that the names get more different and nothing will top West the WHL draft and the crazy names that... Western Canadian uh, hipsters are giving to their kids uh, when they're getting drafted at like age fourteen for these teams, uh, but baseball names are definitely catching up. Yeah, we. I'm very impressed. Uh, I really want beer to get picked by the Brewers. I think that's mm-hmm. just a natural fit. Maybe I missed this, but I feel like you guys are really missing Steelwalker. Oh, yeah, I did miss that. that. Twenty-five for the D-backs, Steelwalker. 
Here's yeah. probably the worst name to have in this year's draft. How about Texas A&M Corpus Christi pitcher Aaron Hernandez? It's not what you want. Drafted by Boston and immediately Bill Belichick tries to make him yeah. a tight end. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that's uh, that's not gonna um, end well. Um, hope he's got a good middle name. I would like to see Steelwalker delete the space between his two names and just go one name. Steel yeah, Steelwalker, like yeah. Ichiro. Yeah. How long until we get a baseball player that's not even an Ichiro, but it's just one name? Oh, you know, like I could. It could uh, happen. Yeah, like soccer does it, and mm-hmm. I know hockey. Hockey will probably never get there. Uh, football had he hate me, which I will n- admit is not real football, but it exists, and therefore I'm counting it. It exists. It's real, and it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, he played. Uh, so on- I think like as baseball grows in Brazil, and like it kind of yes, is. Yeah, uh, you know, this could happen in a few years. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved Andre Rienzo. I know there's some more Brazilians in the major leagues right now, but he was the first. Loved it. Uh, not in the majors. He's mm. around. Um, is he? Let's see. Actually, I've got his page up right now. Um, fished is AAA it? last year. Has it this year? Is it? Oh, I'm oh, sorry. Oh no! Go ahead. No, I was gonna say. Uh, isn't Barry Larkin Brazilian, or does he oh. just coach in Brazil? He just coaches there. Yeah, he's just the coach of the national team, mm-hmm. which is very cool. Yeah. That's what a Michigan you... baseball alum, Barry Larkin. Barry mm-hmm. Larkin from a Michigan kid. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, I don't think he's I don't think he's from Michigan. I think he's from Ohio. Oh. Close enough. But I mean you've got speaking of Brazil, you've got uh Jan Gomes, you've got Paulo yep. Orlando, both yeah. you know, major league regulars. So you, well, Jan Gomes is a starter. Um, yeah. And you've got uh, Braves reliever Luis Gohara, who's got a very cool name and threw two games this year as a 169 ERA. So uh, baseball in Brazil, it's looking up. And yeah. I think that's very cool. And one of these days we'll get a, you know, yeah. our version of the Ronaldinho. I'm sure. I would love to know what Barry Larkin's Brazilian name is. Like, would he just go by Barry? Or would he would he try to like Portuguese esque up his name? And as somebody who does not speak Portuguese, I know I know nothing about the language. No, are those soccer players? Is that the real name? Uh, it's just a unified nickname. Yeah, and then uh, they just kind of roll with it from a young age, and yeah, yeah, pretty, pretty much. much. Cool. Like Hulk was nicknamed was literally named Hulk uh, because his dad thought the Lou Ferrigno Incredible Hulk movie was amazing, which we can debate that to the end of time. Um, but he he's his first name is something, his middle name is Hulk, and his last name is something, and so he goes by Hulk at all times. Like huh. plays for a Russian team because of course. <laughs> How about like Ronaldo? Is that is he? Is that his name? I think Ronaldo might be his first name. Mm-hmm. Like Ronaldo, Ronaldo. Yeah. The yeah, current one. Cristiano Ronaldo. Right, yeah, yeah. So Jan Gomes' full name is, according to BRF, just Jan Gomes. So I don't know if we have like Boring. the real possibility for a nickname there, uh, a good Brazilian one. Paulo Orlando is Paulo Roberto Orlando. Uh, you can make something out of Paulo, I guess. But uh, let's see, he's not small, so there goes Paulinho. Yeah, oh, you gotta get a. It's baseball's really got to take off because it's got to get to the point where like the baseball player, the really good baseball player in town, and like everybody's talking about him and has given him a name. Like yeah, that, that we From might have a hundred Brazilian players before that happens. Yeah, but give it time. Um, I believe in it. I'm not. I'm not. I'm just trying to keep us realistic right. here. What's the next country you guys want to see baseball take off in? Like oh. really big time. Um, I I would enjoy seeing baseball get big in. Um, I know it's kind of starting there, but I think it would be cool to see baseball be big in India. Like, there's just yeah. a crap ton of people there. They already play cricket, and crickets. Mm-hmm. I don't understand it. So it's let's weird. Just switch it to baseball. I think it's hard for baseball and cricket to coexist. Things kind of got to be one or the other. Yeah. I th- uh, that seems to be the general feeling. I mean, the Pirates officially cut both of those guys from the organization mm-hmm. that were in that million-dollar arm competition. That um, the John Hamm movie. 
Yeah, yeah. which I've still never seen. It's all right. I don't know if anybody did. <laughs> I saw it. Okay, Jake did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, very realistic uh, pitcher training scenes in that film. Um, were there really? Yeah. Also, those guys were javelin throwers, which is weird. Not, not cricket players. Um, Interesting. But uh, chance of question, I would go with um, maybe like Nigeria. I don't think cricket's big there, despite English influence. And oh yeah, we could slide in. Slide it could happen. Those Nigerian DMs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I kind of want to see it go down to Argentina, you know, like because I, I think yeah, once that... you get to that point, you kind of get, uh, you know, your third continent. It's already pretty big in Eastern Asia, so uh, we'll, mm-hmm. we'll cut that as baseball's second continent. Yeah. Uh, all of North America is set. Yeah, countries here and there in South America, but once you get Argentina, I think you're set for sure. And uh, you know, three continents—that's a global sport right there. Baseball's pretty close. It's not going to be at soccer's level, but right now it's lagging behind basketball a little bit too. And uh, yeah. Yeah. baseball can catch up. thing about basketball is that, like, so easy to – it's the, – the, the actual players in the NBA are going to be extremely diverse because there are so few guys who are seven foot and can, like, run and jump <laughs> that, like, if you're from – if you're from, like, some place that's never like if you're from Antarctica and you've never grown up playing basketball, but at 15, someone's like, you know how you could be rich. <laughs> and, and you're like, how? Like there's this game called basketball. Give me 15 minutes and I guarantee you, you could play college. Uh, Immediately signed to an ACC school. Yeah. You just need to find country... like, the 15 year olds in like all these different countries that have just like, really girthy forearms yeah. and like that's when you know that like you're getting like a kid that can really grow into his body as one of those project type baseball players uh it doesn't yeah. even matter if he's pitched or you know like hit for contact before just mm-hmm. find those kids with those big ass forearms and get them on a baseball field yeah alternatively find just the squattiest sturdiest <laughs> fuckers you can and put them behind the dish mm-hmm. just because you know that Find a guy that's like five six, two eighty, and just like size fifty two waist. Because mm-hmm. that, that's a catcher, yeah. or or a fullback. But the like, there's no more yeah. fullbacks in in football. So yeah, he's a catcher now. Yeah. See, I kind of never understood. Uh, like, with this switching sports for just a second. Like, why hockey goalies were never just like really 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 wide people like just totally too. like because they, they take up so much more space than all these like really in shape type of guys uh in the net i thought yeah. it was a great idea nobody agreed with me i thought that too if you could ever get a guy that's like weighs like 800 pounds or something and just have him weigh sideways yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking of Mo Vaughn playing goalie for the Boston Bruins now. Not not even halfway big enough. No. <laughs> you got to be close. 800 pounds. Bartolo's close, and since he took that line drive right off his stomach the other day, we know that he can handle it with or without pads. Oh, my God. <laughs> yep, true. Fantastic. God bless Bartolo Colon. The Dallas uh, Stars have immediately signed Bartolo Colon to a five-year, $50 million contract. Yeah, give it a shot. <laughs> He's been the Rangers' best pitcher this year, and it's really not even that close. Like Hamels has been okay; uh, those peripherals aren't great, but it, it's been Bart by a lot. It's crazy, Jake. You're the pitcher. Please explain this. Like, uh, there's no, there's no explaining it. <laughs> uh, nope. Yeah, no. I, I could try like giving you some cliches, like with the draft thing, but I, there's, there's no. I can't make a cogent. Explanation. Some things, some things are just beyond our ability to comprehend. Bart has a better ERA than all but one member of the Rangers bullpen right now. Uh, he is first on the team in WAR. Uh, that includes hitters, um, and this is like one that had like a bunch of top prospects recently. Like yeah. Nomar Mazar is playing pretty well. Adrian Beltre was playing well before his injury, and. Uh, Nope, Bartolo. Yeah, I think the only realistic explanation is that it's a miracle. So Bartolo is Jesus. 
I mean, there's some sort of Bartolomeo connection there, right? I didn't really read uh, the entire Bible in Spanish, but I think it's pretty close. Is Jesus Bartolomeo in Spanish? There's some sort of thing. Uh, I don't know what the biblical connection is, uh, again, because I did not... I didn't I, get through I, it. Yeah, it's English, a dense book. Yeah. It gets it gets a it gets a little it's, heavy to read. There's there's uh-huh. some continuity errors as you start getting uh, further along. It's almost as bad as Infinity War, but it's not quite as bad. <laughs> there's definitely some real cool parts in the middle, but I wasn't on board with the whole yeah. apocalypse thing. Yeah, that was a uh, that was a little much. Yeah, it's you know if you're gonna do that, you really got to build toward it. You can't just like have it happen. Like you can't jump forward two thousand years and just be like, great, we're gonna do an apocalypse now. Mm-hmm. So you know you got you got to build to that. You need you need movie franchises and TV spinoffs, and you need to uh, have a full interconnected universe that everybody pays a lot of money to watch, and then ultimately ends up coming away from thinking meh. And you need to have Bartolo Colon have a two eighty two ERA at age forty five after being DFA'd the previous season. 